Welcome to Building the Fire Kamloopa. Uh, today uh, we are on Treaty 6 uh, territory, which is the homeland of the Cree uh, and the Métis people. We are sitting in Persephone's uh, back stage. 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 <laughs> is that for real? What it is? I was like, the other day I went to Subway and I was like, can I get your egg salad? Salad, <laughs> which was a whole to do. Uh, I'm sitting here with Samantha Brown, Yolanda Bunnell, and Caitlin Yacht, the fire holders for this. Uh, we're missing Jessica Shock, who is currently in Victoria working with the opera there. Um, and today's podcast, we are focusing on joy and laughter. Uh, so we're going to start this off saying there's definitely going to be spoilers. <laughs> so if you're planning on coming on Treaty 6 territory, uh, pause this bookmark it and come back to it for another day. Because I really wanted to, uh, last night I'll share this, I had an experience of I put down my laptop, I stopped taking technical notes. The show is in a really, really great spot because of the a lot of people's work, especially the fire holders, which the three women are sitting in front of me. But... I just realized how important it is for us in this show in particular to focus on joy and happiness and what that actually means. And so as I was thinking about how, one, what a good sleep I got feeling those emotions last night, laughing so hard, seeing the vulnerability, being courageous, I said, I want to talk to these women because when we talk about the show being the artistic ceremony and a part of the process what I don't think and I, I'm trying to figure out maybe we can think about this in a later date around how we can invite the witnesses and the broader sense of the community into the process because the laughs that we have outside of doing the Kamupa ceremony are immense so maybe we'll start there so I have some questions lined up asking these three uh, around um well let's start here so I tasked the three of you I ch- okay, maybe that I challenged the three of you as a director, as a fire creator, to make each other corpse on stage. I said, I don't care if you're successful. Actually, I want you to be successful. But first, does someone want to explain what corpsing on stage is? Yolanda and Sam, you want to? <laughs> Since you were the first. The first. What is it? What does it mean to you to co- to corpse? To corpse is when you. <laughs> lose it when you start laughing and it's not part of the play <laughs> it, like where it's it's you're just you just lose your shit yep okay well, you lose your shit okay yeah. yeah you lose your shit and uh you have to try to get back on track <laughs> so okay so when i tasked you with that as as actors as the fire holders how did that make you guys feel Literally, like, I was going to shit myself. <laughs> I'm not, like, improvisation, like, in in its, like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, in the comedic sense or in the, you know, the sense of improvising as an art form, mm-hmm. not my forte. Really not. I'm, I'm okay on, on set, like, doing that kind of improvisation work, but the, the actual artistry of improvising, yeah, scares me shitless. <laughs> I, I like a script. Yeah. Which is surprising because you have been, all three of you, but you in particular, who would, I remember hearing you say that. I was like, oh, I hope she's okay. You have found so much in the play box of Kalana and creating, which I find is maybe not comedic improv, but improv. Yeah, I 
I guess. I, I think maybe it's just the comedy. Yeah, it's it's the word improv. And, I and when you. you go and you see improv shows, it's it's that kind of scope that whenever someone's like, oh, just improvise. I'm like, improvise? Oh, my God, yeah. those people are amazing. Well, what? And it's just, it's so... Yeah, it's yeah. broad. I'm in the same boat as you. I am. I'm terrified of improv. improv imp- wow. <laughs> you can't even say it. I can't even say it. Uh, yeah, I'm scared of improv. Improv as well. Improv. Uh, yeah. I, I can't talk. Um, uh, yeah. So I was a little like I was like okay, that's like I was like well we'll, we'll see what happens. But the but the great thing about this show is that it's there's been. You've provided us with such a um, landscape to play in that uh, there were there were just pockets of it that just mm. sort of like you would fall in like I would fall into and 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 just sort of start doing things and and I think because we're so Im- these characters are so embedded in us and we've been doing it for so long we've been with these people for so long that uh, for me I, I oftentimes talk a lot about channeling and like. I, I honestly am like it's I it's I don't think it's me it's just this character mm. like just feels like this is today she's just gonna say this or today she's just gonna say that and and like a good percentage of the stuff that I do in the show is actually improvised and I and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Caitlin, what about you? When I said make each other corpse, how did that make you feel as her arms are raised in the air right now? I was so worried because I laugh pretty easily. Um, it's really easy to make me corpse, but the challenge was is that in a lot of the moments where we do play around, like, Micaiah usually has, like, a really big shift. So <laughs> having to hold on to, like, <laughs> the bare minimum of, like, okay, you got to pull it together. Yeah. <laughs> You're driving the ship. you yeah. got to keep going. So that was, that's been an interesting challenge. But for me, um, I typically play a lot of straight roles. I don't really get to, you know, uh, joke around and try to make people laugh and things like that. So it was an opportunity to, like, flex a whole different muscle. Mm-hmm. But I found that this improvising has gotten me out of my own head like my head is out of my ass and it's here and it's ready for whatever is going to be thrown at me because there are some moments now where like I literally have no idea what Sam or Yolanda are gonna do and I just have to be ready yeah (laughs) and I think that it's it has totally opened me up to uh, to trust my own instincts and to and if my instinct is to just burst out laughing on stage, then that's just what happens. And I'd like to say that I'm the one that's made both of them corpse. Ooh! I think you... Okay, so Hi. let's... Okay, okay. Wait a second. <laughs> to be fair, yes. I'm we like, made each other corpse. Yeah. We both... <laughs> and they're both now Sam laughing. And I, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this moment. So my next question is, when when have you been uh, when have you accomplished what my task was was to make each other corpse? And we all know what moment we know what moment you're talking about. Was it open? It was. It was. A, it was. It was the second show. It was in the run in Vancouver. In the run. Uh, and t- can you guys set up the scene? What happened here? <laughs> I decided to look at Yolanda for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That was her first mistake. <laughs> There's one specific scene where we purposely didn't look at each other, and I was like, oh, it's not funny anymore. I'm, I'm brave. Because and then I literally turned around, <laughs> looked her dead in the eye as she was speaking the words, and I died. <laughs> and then we just... Which in turn, maybe. Made- but it was... It, the thing was because... <laughs> because... 
originally, like when we were rehearsing it, it was funny. Like we would laugh and we're like, okay, it's funny. Like, let's not, you know. So she always had her back turned to me. And then, yeah, she turned around. And you didn't tell her that you were going to do this this night. No, but we don't tell each other anything. We're going to have the shit that we're going to do on (laughs) the stage. And then this one started, she like, her eyes, I could see, I saw it. And then once, the minute I saw the lip twitch and her eyes sparkle, (laughs) I was done. And we just... And, and, then, it, and it was the moment. It's it was when after the cheesies got smacked so, down. So uh, Edith knocks. She smacks down the Hawkins. Uh, that offends me. Defends Edith. Kiki's <laughs> in the Laura Ingalls bonnet. <laughs> oh my god! And so there's the uh, visual comedy because that's what I would imagine. I said I don't know what I would do if these I would do two right now because all I would see is the bonnet and this woman being so angry that I don't. Yeah. yeah. And then it like. And then we were, and then so she walked away. I couldn't stop. I kept laughing as I'm picking up the cheesies. And you're supposed to be I'm saying mad. I'm supposed to be mad. She's supposed to be mad. Caitlin's like Off having an, her own moment and like holding it together. And then we thought we were okay. <laughs> and then I yell at Sam again. And then she's like, "You said it was an act of And then she just starts <laughs> laughing again. And then we were like. Lost it for the second time. Okay, and so this is happening down right, and you're up left. So what's going on in your brain? Well, you know, this is Micaiah's shift. You know, she's having, like, a really big transformational moment of being uh, on her land and trying to find this coyote, and then I hear off in the distance (laughs) my two scene partners killing themselves laughing and at this point the audience has joined in yeah. they know oh, yeah, they, they knew what they, was happening everyone was joined in and so then i like clenched my fists like held my breath was sweating like your entire <laughs> acting career has led up to this moment don't fuck it up don't laugh whatever you do from this moment moving forward you cannot laugh yeah. and then so i took like a big deep breath and i was like it was a coyote. Who? Oh, I did it! <laughs> Everything was puckered, and then you released it all. And I was and very proud it. of myself in you that got moment. It. And then from that, you got through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah. it. Yeah. We, 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 but it was it was one of it, yeah. yeah. It was it was to me one I and also too because I started laughing because to me I think yeah. it also should still be, it should still be funny for us. And there are moments too. The other it happened here the other night too, didn't it? I don't know when that... Oh, was it your square dancing? Uh, that was... It, the, the square dancing happened during dress rehearsal. <laughs> because that's the other thing... Because the other thing, too, during notes, because I, for me, one of the things I, I know about comedy is that it has to be fresh. And if it's not fresh, it's like trying to resuscitate yeah. a dead chicken bot. Like, it's just painful. It's horrendous. It's gross. So I said, one of the reasons why I said make each other corpse and in notes, I'll make offers and you guys make offers around, maybe I'll try this, maybe I'll do this, and you sometimes won't tell each other, is because it just ignites that moment in a whole other way that, like, I start losing it. So what happened the other night here? Well, the yesterday, last night was the um, vision quest. It was the... Uh, <laughs> I will go on a vision quest to get us to get a service. I don't know. I did it differently. I I I don't know what I do. I don't know what I'm doing. And <laughs> Kaylin lost it. I didn't. I was looking at you. I had no idea what was happening to you. And then I saw you, and I was like, "What's because happening?" She was supposed to say a line. I was like, "Where's the line?" It's because I was trying not to laugh, and so I was like trying to grab a hold of my breath, and I was like, "Hmm, hmm." <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried. 
to say the line, and then I just started laughing. <laughs> it's because I don't normally watch you do that. Like, usually I'm, like, on my own, like... So is that the rule? Doing- don't look at Yolanda on stage? I don't make eye contact. And yeah. when you did the vocables, like, you look me dead in the eyes. Like, it's the most intimate thing I've ever experienced in my entire life, is having someone staring into your soul and going... Apparently last night, Micaiah just really thought the vision quest was funny. Yeah. But then I thought we were going to lose it, too, because I looked at you. Yeah, I was not. <laughs> I was not about to give in to this. I looked at you for like a second, and then I was like, nope, nope, no. look away, look away. It's really, I think it's, it's it, to me, it's been one of the funnest journeys around all of this, is this, this like kind of inside joke of making each other corpse. Um, okay, like the women doing the play, let's take a turn. Uh, what is one of the costumes or uh, that uh, always puts a smile on your face or that you enjoy being in that brings you joy for some reason or touches you in a way that brings you happiness or that you just, what's one of your favorite? Uh, because Sammy Q, God, like, yeah. Mother Earth, bless her, designed, and uh, I'll be a bad playwright and say I didn't do a costume count really until we kind of, worked with the designer and I think it's just over 30 for three actors in a two act which is obscene um so who wants to start what's a costume you love wearing that brings you joy it can be your own or someone else's too I mean right like every costume I have is pretty great like There's a medicine woman costume with like. <laughs> Which a, we finally got the feather right on three quarters no, of the no, way through the I did tour. That a long time ago. Oh. I just don't think you caught it oh. because I think it was back more. This feather was a blinder in her face. Like it, she looked like half of a horse in a horse drawn carriage well, with a feather yeah, out. That's fair. And then I was like, <laughs> what's up with this? And then we thought you turned it around. Yeah, yeah. It sticks up now and it just. But Medicine Woman is pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty great. And then there's the dab, the dabbing Indian, the, then the ochre crisis. The dab one is really funny because the story behind that is that uh, Sam and Western Canada are like, oh, we can't get it. It doesn't ship to, to ship to Canada. And I was like, oh, my mom goes to the States a lot. She'll go pick it up for us. I was like, yo, mom, you got to go pick up this dabbing Indian ship for us. No questions asked. All I asked her was to pick up a package. Uh, on that day, when I said go pick it up, she sends me a selfie of her wearing the shirt. Like, doing the dab. I was like, Mom, I didn't ask you. This is for a professional production. Take it off. And she's driving down the I-5 back to Canada wearing Yolanda's costume. And I was like, I didn't ask you to open the package. I definitely didn't ask you to put it on. Uh, And she was like, it looks awesome. And I was like, she's for the gift. And I was like, like, I'll be in lately. Pick it up later. Thanks. Yeah, so that's a that's great. Yeah, um, the Simon Fraser scrape. Oh but, my gosh! But Pocahontas is yeah. Po- I mean, do you want to describe? And I think it's important for you to be able to talk about this costume because I think it's important for people to understand how we landed on it. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, well, when I because it's in the script and it's it's described in the script and it's very it's a traditional like buckskin, you know, short skirt type of deal with like a little like bikini top type of thing with fur and it's very um what 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 people sometimes see like when you're looking at like Native American quote-unquote costumes uh it's very Pocahontas uh there's even a blue necklace um (laughs) 
and the and then in the in the script it said that she turns around and she's wearing a beaded G string. <laughs> and I had a moment of like when I got cast in the show, I remember going, Oh, I wonder if I'm gonna have to wear the G string. I feel like they're gonna ask that I feel like they're gonna leave it up to me. And you did. I got an email that was like, How do you feel about the G string? And I was like, Listen, let's I think your just... response was, Let's go big or go home. That's because that's what my sister told me. Aww. Yeah. So I I went with it. And so I'm in a thong yeah. um with my ass out. Um It's beautiful. But it's thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like I feel because there's some there's we've talked a lot about like reclamation of our bodies and reclamation of these tropes that they that they've painted us as that if we reclaim them as our own that she would go and make this costume because this is what she would feel good in it wasn't sold at a party city it wasn't picked up from you know a dollar store it was like she made it and put it together and and it fits her body it's her aesthetic and it's her agency and sovereignty over it. and i'm a big girl like it's not i'm not a a white woman dressed up as a native woman you know Mm -hmm. like i'm a native woman i'm a big fat native woman with my ass hanging out in like a bikini and a short skirt like it's it's super liberating. It I I love wearing it. It it feels good to wear. It. I love getting that laugh, like <laughs> cheers, like applauses. It's pretty great. And I feel really pretty in it. Like it's very you know, there's a part a little part of my my like like whatever year old self that was like Pocahontas because at that time Yep. That was all we had. Mm-hmm. And I look like Pocahontas. (laughs) Totally. When you put it on, it was beautiful. And it is beautiful. And we've had so much feedback about um, uh, diversity, inclusion, identity of bodies, of body sovereignty, of what that moment makes people feel like. Women women, you also make other women feel so beautiful, which is such a generous gift. I went to a bunch of classes and I had a lot of questions around, you know, how did you cast? And I said I casted for talent, but I also wanted inclusive practice. And I wanted Indigenous people of all shapes sizes of all looks of all things because for so long indigenous women have been portrayed as one way and that internalized racism which we address in the script is also that i don't quote look native and so i hope whenever the show gets done again and again and again if we're lucky that people continue to hold on to that and cast uh where it's indigenous women so people say no samantha brown is indigenous women this is what indigenous people look like yolanda banal this is what indigenous women look caitlin yacht this is what an indigenous woman looks like and that we get the diversity of really um, what it looks like to be from different nations and different makeups and have some European in us and have some Canadian in us and what that actually means. So, yeah. uh, Samantha Brown, what about you? What are what's your take on costumes you love wearing, um, ones you love seeing, ones you just find joy in? My overalls. Aww. They're my favorite. They're so good. Um, yeah, and they're also super comfortable, too, so, like, that's a perk, um, because the whole first act, I'm wearing dress clothes. Right. So, like, I'm dressed up to go to the office, so probably, like, the least comfortable, but actually, like, pretty okay. 
Um, but yeah, when I get to put those overalls on, I'm just like, yeah, this is Kiki in her natural habitat. (laughs) (laughs) This is what she chooses to wear. Yeah. We originally had you in just jeans and a shirt and I texted Sam and I said, do you think because we're going to put her in a bonnet, we could get away with overalls? And she was like, yeah, Kiki might go to a farmer's market or something else. And then when we found those at Western Canada Theater with Cindy and Sam, it was like bonus. Um, and we get the joke with the Laura Ingalls bonnet on it. Do you prefer it with the bonnet or without the bonnet? I mean, both are good. <laughs> both are good. The bonnet, yeah, it's it's pretty funny once you add the bonnet because I literally <laughs> look like a colonial woman. <laughs> so good. It's so good. And when I look at you and you're like, you look like an Indian and you're sitting there in a bonnet overalls. <laughs> I'm like, I sure as fuck don't look it. <laughs> but you do and that's the point, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That like that and I'll, I, full disclosure that that is a uh, that one. Not all of these stories are from my life. There a lot of them are. Uh, that one in particular definitely was. I definitely bought my mom bought me a bonnet and an apron from the Amish woman in Pennsylvania, and I did wear it everywhere. Uh, out to dinner to the amusement park. <laughs> I even slept in it. Uh, I was very obsessed with Laura Ingalls, and that moment came in a later draft. And I was like, "That that's got to go in there because the irony is palpable." Yeah. Well, and it speaks a lot to the whitewashing of this world too, and like the things that we have to, have to identify with. What Strong we, pioneer woman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, but like the strength of white women is shown all over the place, and so when when that's all you have to connect to, then of course you're gonna like you're gonna grab onto every strong white character that you can possibly find because we're not out there. I agree. Totally. And that's why I think we gave Edith the line saying she's a badass Badass bitch. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was. She was. uh, And she bucked the trend on a lot of things. So what up? Laura, Laura, and the Nelly joke. We make a stab at Nelly, which is a, usually it's the part of our senior or a mature adult section who always gets the Nelly stab. Okay, Caitlin, what about you? Before I go into costumes, I will say that the Laura Ingalls part, I made myself corpse on stage because what? I was actually think. Well, I was thinking about the idea of like little Kalana like running around in a bonnet, <laughs> and I lost it when I was trying to like talk about it's like remember when we were in Pennsylvania <laughs> oh yeah the other night you totally did and I started laughing <laughs> I just started laughing because I was like this is ridiculous yeah oh man uh, and you're well in that moment what are you wearing this is my favorite costume I look like Tom Sawyer <laughs> my explorer outfit yeah I'm in these like giant pants and like big dress shirt and a cowboy hat suspenders suspenders it's yeah Without a doubt, my favorite in the gum boots. Jessica and I have said, like, I would wear that outside of a play. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. 100%. And, and then... Why? We- so why... Tell, tell people why is it your favorite. Why do you enjoy wearing it? Because there, this show is amazing in the sense that it makes us beautiful because we're not focused on being beautiful. And I think that in that moment, it's like I get to fully reclaim my own body in the space that it's in. And I just feel so powerful mm. in that in that Explorer outfit. I just think that, um, like I said before, this show has been an opportunity for me to flex different muscles and to get myself out of an o- my own idea of what I think I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to exist on stage. So the Explorer outfit is my favorite. And then also uh, Micaiah's party outfit, which I asked if I could have a crop top because 
I wanted to challenge myself in a way of having um, just this idea of like owning my body on stage and not like sucking it in. You know mm. what I mean? In the hangover scene when she's just like resting on the couch, her belly's hanging out and stuff like that. But there's just something that feels so powerful about it. And again, having women come up to me and telling me that we make them braver and that we have allowed them to see themselves as beautiful because of the work that we're doing on stage is just it's monumental and it it means so much and I'm really grateful that I've had the opportunity to do that because like I struggled for a bit with the costumes of like trying to uh break out of my own mold of this obsession with looking pretty or looking presentable or looking whatever and so through um my relationship with my costumes I've been able to like understand myself a bit more and now Mm. I have a different idea of what makes me feel beautiful and what makes me feel powerful and it seems to be connected with power like the feedback that I've been getting from the matrix and people in the audience are like I like the we had a a wonderful woman talk about how we love the way that they use their bodies all of their bodies on stage it made me feel like I need to go away and start engaging with my body more because to me again I feel like women a lot of the time are just talking heads that we're just standing there that we never get to like do a lunge fall on the ground do a twirl roll over a couch jump onto a couch jump on a firewood stump uh, do false falls like I just I I always wanted to do physical humor so maybe that's the next question how do we feel about the physical humor that's in the play is there moments that you love watching others do is there moments that you enjoy like because you guys all do like they basically warm up for two hours before the show because their voices get used in almost every scope you have of it their bodies get used it's a it's a really I would say like a high performance athletic warm-up that they have to do spiritually culturally physically and mentally for this show so physically how is handling the physical comedy in this show is there a moment that you can think of there's so many for me that's like one it's the physical humor with the polka hottie there's little moments for me that i just really enjoy i love how makaya uses the couch and she does a lot of lunges um i love turning into the raven i love the physicality of the raven like that for me finding that um the specificity of that was really important for me um, I didn't want, I needed it to be rooted in something real. And so that it wasn't like, I'm, I'm, I'm a bird now. It was like, <laughs> yeah, like that it was, that, that it was, a, that it was something coming out of me, that it was something that I couldn't control, that I am a raven at that point. Um, and, and the growth of that, um, physicality to the end where I'm in the regalia. Yeah. Um, one of my, you know, and I won't talk about favorites, but there's so many moments that are fun to me that I think the smackdown of the Hawkins is always a good one. Cause I think that's too, it's like, we never wanted the indigenous women to be hitting each other or have any physical, like lateral violence, mm-hmm. but we wanted there to be a lot of proximity. Um, Sam, any moments that you love embodying or using your body in this state, in this play or like watching? Well, I'm kind of just one of those actors, I guess that's always baby. Well, some people perceive it to be too big sometimes. I'm with you. I get called that. Yeah. Someone said she overacts. Yeah. So sometimes my reactions tend to be like too big or whatever. I disagree. Yeah. See, see, 
it's it's all opinion based but <laughs> like uh so honestly be having that liberation to be like yeah my face like for some <laughs> reason <laughs> is gonna be halfway like dislocating my jaw <laughs> in order to like get this moment yeah but for some reason it just happens and it works um i took a note the other day in a preview that said it actually looks like sam is going to rip her eyeballs out <laughs> <laughs> see moments like that um <laughs> and like uh so the the running around frantically for the keys oh that's, yeah that's that's a good good physical community. And the party scene. Yeah, that's fun. Those are fun. <laughs> Caitlin, what about you? Kaya has so much physical comedy yeah. in the show. And I I love it. Um, you know, all of her dance parties, her twerking, the multiple times she falls down. <laughs> pick any one of them yeah the hangover well the hangover has to be my favorite like my entrance um just because like I I feel like I discovered each moment as it came and I really just like hammed up that situation but (laughs) well because too I said to you guys I said um go as far as you can like make me tell you to pull back and have I yet no they're all shaking their heads so that because that's the other thing too. i was like go and go and go and go until it's too much i don't think we've reached it yeah. i think we're at a great place and, and that doesn't mean tonight go bonkers <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i think it's there's a freedom about it of just being able to move my body in the way that it feels natural because i went to musical musical theater school and um i remember being told a lot of the time the way that you're moving is awkward it doesn't look right your leg line is this da 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 don't move your hand so much don't do this don't do that and in this show where it was just yes 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 and keep going and because the only way that this is going to be real is that if it's real to you and so um getting to just getting to be physical in a way that it didn't have limitations of like no but I need it to move like this it's like no what's real to you Caitlin like how does this how does the coyote exist in your body not just you know what I perceived yeah. it as in my brain. Exactly. Like, there were discussions around it, but it mostly came from us and our own ideas and our own understanding of our own bodies. So, mm-hmm. And we had um, Tetsuro Shigematsu, who I re- deeply respect, came up to me at Open Night and said, you know, I've seen a lot of work about indigenous people being animals or talking about how in the indigenous ideology that we have animals inside of us. But he said, I feel like after witnessing Kim Lupa, I finally get it. The way these women embodied the animals, mm-hmm. I get it now. Which to me was tip of the tip of the top of the feedback. <laughs> Feel really good about it. I loved. Um, I love hearing because I can't really see, and I used to be able to see at one point, but hearing Kalana turn into the bear at the end, uh, like uh, with uh, like come, running to get Makaya, like that that moment for me is is it's like it lives in my heart like I can because I can see the bear like on your body like it's 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 such a beautiful moment and like and talking about like like I, I feel so fortunate to play this character because I get to all of my all of the comedy like all of this stuff I do is physical comedy like the whole thing is physical comedy my face like your entrance the table (laughs) the table is so fun the table is so fun I love breaking that fire extinguisher oh my gosh yeah that's a pretty good moment too yeah like there's so much 
it, particularly in the first doc, there's a lot of, we're just all like chickens with our heads cut off. Like, <laughs> it just feels like all we do is circle this set. Like, just like. <laughs> I kept trying to think of that famous song about when people are running around and just. The Betty Hill theme The song. Betty Hill theme, but I kept singing the hamster dance theme mm. song. I kept trying. <laughs> And Jessica was like, Kim, that's not the song you're looking for. And I was like, but she was like, that's literally the hamster dance song. That's not what you're going for. And I was like, man, they seem to get it. Um, yeah, I was like, I guess that's all, uh, all I got. So, <laughs> well, you guys have to start getting ready for the show tonight. It's opening night, but, um, I want to end last opening our night. last opening night. But one of the things that I want to talk about with you, um, is there a moment or a feedback from the audience that they talked about joy or when you hear them laugh, or is there something you want to talk about with the witnesses that come to see the ceremony, something that comes to mind that you love doing because you know, it means so much to them in that relationship of, 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 of being on stage and, and hearing them or or is there a moment or a scene that just brings you joy that helps nourishes you to get through the rest of the show um my entrance <laughs> I like for me like I remember the very first preview that we did in Kamloops I was not expecting to get the laugh that I got on that line and like like it like I I knew that the entrance was funny and I knew like leaving and then coming back in like all of that was funny but but I'm it I'm your Indian friend number one and then when I took when they like they like I heard laughter that like I like laughter that's like deep pissing your pants <laughs> laughter and I didn't know it was that funny it was and I'm funny. drinking the juice and I'm trying not to laugh at them <laughs> laughing at me yeah. it was just like Aww. it was just like a but that propels me forward because it brings me into the next scene and like and like we have a, like Makai and I have like a lot of really great like back like back and forth scenes this the after just after the fire extinguisher like people they're the, like that whole first act really like that the like how they're the audience is with us the whole time and that just like I don't know I feel like it it settles it settles me it settles in a way where I'm like okay now we can go into act two and we're and it's different yeah it's a different vibe for sure Caitlin, what about you? Is there any kind of scene or a moment that nourishes you to get through the rest of the play or help you reach those highs and lows in sphere? Oh, man. Or a story from an audience member that you were like, wow, I didn't realize that's the impact that it had. Yeah, We had a group of women come see us in Kamloops. Oh, they yeah. called us the Kamloopa groupies. Aww. And they kept saying, you know, uh, they just laughed through the whole thing. The whole show. Yeah. Every <laughs> single moment. And it was it was amazing because laughter is our medicine and it and it's so healing and to see these women see themselves in all of the ridiculousness of the show and just to hear their joy is just you can't ask for anything more that moment when they sang with us <gasps> i won't back oh, is oh, yeah. one of my favorite moments what happened? Of this let it let the let the viewers listen when we we sing micaiah starts singing tom petty's i won't back down kalana joins in then i join in and as soon as Makai started singing it, these women started singing it with us. And it was just like... It was, oh, it was a knowing. Beautiful. They just knew that that was a time. And, and even just the, the lyrics of that song, like, I won't back down, I'll stand my ground. 
you can raise me up in the gates of hell, but I won't back down. And just having this like troop of women all singing together. Oh my it God, was, give me chills. It was, yeah. it was ceremony in its own way. And absolutely it was. Yeah. Also Skoden. <laughs> Did it back too. Thank you, Chris Dirksen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the high kicks. All of my high kicks. That's why we need the big warm-up. Samantha Brown, what about you? Any moments you've heard from the audience or that you like witnessing or like doing that nourishes you and, and propels you forward? Uh, my favorites are the hard pivots where the audience is laughing and then they get like jolted by something. Right. And like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> uh, I, I was just laughing two seconds ago. Now I'm crying. Um, so like the, the big moment that always stands out for me is when Yolanda says, wow, a lot of Indians in here reminds me of foster care. And people are gutting themselves at the, oh, a lot of Indians in here. And then the foster care hits and it's like a needle can drop. Um, and, and I'm also pretty selfish in that moment. I get to look at the audience during that moment because, oh. because of, of the positioning that I'm in. So it's, it's always great to actually witness these faces um, in the audience and my favorite moments are uh, when I get to be the straight man so like so when I'm saying something with like pure like deadpan seriousness so like commenting on the, on Micaiah's ridiculous regalia and then commenting on Edith's ridiculous uh, regalia and people are laughing but I'm like I'm being genuinely serious like that looks like an angry vagina and people are like <laughs> gutting themselves and that's that's yeah. my oh. favorite kind of comedy i'm in a canoe oh my god yeah <laughs> last night you killed me oh my god deadpan kalana just eats at me and it's again it's yeah it's the it's the it's, it's that deadpan it's that serious one that can be really understated but I, again like you could come in and watch i feel like watch the projections watch the track of the costumes watch kalana watch the bear watch the raven watch edith watch the 10 clip watch micaiah that that's why we're getting people coming back and back and and i'm, I'm really happy that that the audience is finding joy but more most important that the three of you are finding joy and even maddie our stage manager she's like i love watching the show and she's seen it the most yeah. <laughs> any last thoughts are you guys excited for opening tonight oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah Definitely. Excited to have it, like, an audience in here. Yeah, yeah. and the Crees, the Crees and the Métis have a different sense of humor, a different sensibility, so we'll see how it lands here. But uh, I, I think on, on behalf of the Fire Company, we just want to thank everyone who supported us, Western Canada Theatre, The Colch, Persephone, Gordon Tatusis Theatre, uh, the National Arts Centre for their support, um, and everyone who's bought a ticket, everyone who's helped donate to get people here, um, who's shared it on Facebook, who's listening to this podcast, uh, all f- for the young women out there who haven't been able to see it. This is for you. Um, Thank you so much from our ancestors to yours. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.